this season on More and More Every Day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10-minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. In 1984, the Immigration and Naturalization Service, today's ICE, conducted a massive raid of the financial aid department of the then four-year-old South Mountain Community College campus. In the early morning hours when campus was just starting to open up, large jeeps and black vans pulled into the parking lot, and men dressed in military garb or business suits, wielding guns in some cases, took to the financial aid office. They stormed the office, liberating dozens of files and records from steel filing cabinets and all but scared the bejesus out of faculty, staff, and students. This event just so happened on a day when the college president was at a conference in another state. He quickly got on a plane, but by the time he arrived, the damage was done. More than 30 students were implicated in what was considered an immigration crackdown. The newspapers reported that those involved weren't even students at all. Instead, they were posing as students and misusing federal financial aid. The subsequent investigation took over a year, and in the end, all charges were dropped against these accused students, except in one outlier case. For decades, campus gossips traded insight and opinions, and by the 21st century, everyone pretty much agreed about what exactly happened that day in 1984. Off the record. I have been interviewing and overseeing the South Phoenix Oral History Project for several years now, and I have heard this story told in a variety of ways and from different perspectives. But man, the minute I get those narrators in the hot seat with microphones amped up or the recording devices on, they are incredibly cautious about answering any questions about the 1984 raid. They'll tell me about it on the phone or in passing conversation as we walk to the studio. They'll exchange stories with other narrators who were on campus at the time, but no one wants to go on the record with the truth about what really happened and, quote, why the feds were called in the first place. How do we get answers to questions like this? What do we do when our narrator takes an unexpected turn in the conversation or avoids answering a question? I tell you what, I'm going straight to the experts on this one. If you haven't already found your way to it, the podcast Press Record from the Southern Oral History Program at UNC Chapel Hill is an awesome resource for oral historians. Their pilot episode, Silence Speaks Volumes, Navigating Silence in Oral History Interviews, is a collection of three segments, each with its own set of suggestions on the power of silence in oral history interviews. But my favorite segment is a conversation with Jacqueline Dodd-Hall who gives us insight into how to continually ask questions in different ways if narrators are avoiding answering. She gives us an example of a difficult interview and how she attempted to get information from a narrator in myriad ways. Basically, if the narrator changes the subject or answers tangentially, ask that question again in a new way. But, Hall points out, some secrets won't be shared, and we have to respect our narrator's rights to privacy. 
Hall kind of chuckles in the interview, recalling a moment when the narrator called her out and called out her attempts at redirecting, pretty much telling her to let it lie. The interview continued and the two ultimately became friends, but the question was never fully answered. So Hall's expertise tells me to be persistent, but not dogged to the point of alienating my narrator. What does Linda Shope say on the matter? In a blog post for Oral History in the Digital Age, Shopes writes, quote, The best interviews have a measured, thinking-out-loud quality as perceptive questions work and rework a particular topic, encouraging the narrator to remember details, seeking to clarify that which is muddled, making connections among seemingly disconnected recollections, challenging contradictions, evoking assessments of what it all meant then and what it means now. The best interviewers listen carefully between the lines of what was said, what the narrator is trying to get at, and then have the presence of mind, and sometimes the courage, to ask the hard questions. Shopes continues later on in the piece, quote, As important as what is said is what is not said, what a narrator misconstrues, ignores, or avoids. Silences can signify simple misunderstanding, discomfort with a difficult or taboo subject, mistrust of the interview, or cognitive disconnect between interviewer and narrator. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you to just read everything by Linda Shopes. (laughs) She is incredibly prolific, and she grapples with these kinds of questions all the time. I heard her once remark at a conference that she'd take one well-done oral history with a single narrator over dozens of rushed interviews any day. For today's challenge, I want you to think about a difficult or sensitive topic that you'd really like a narrator to speak about. For us, it's the 1984 INS raid. For Hall, it was her narrator's relationships with a family member. And in Shope's example, she provides about 15 in her blog post that you might look at. Reference the resources listed in the show notes and determine your question, as well as a strategy for asking and re-asking the question in future interviews. What will you do if your narrator demurs? How many times will you ask and ask again before you give up? And how many different ways can you ask the same question to get at different answers. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.